This week's podcast brought to you by Tire Valve Stem Caps. This happened over a month ago, but I still, uh, I've always wanted to mention it. We celebrated your dad's birthday at your dad's condo a month ago, and uh, your brother and I went to pick up the pizzas that he had graciously ordered. And on our way back, we called him and said, um, did he have any uh, anything to drink at the place, or should we stop and pick up drinks as well? I think there were maybe 14 adults at this uh, soiree. He said, no, 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 don't, don't stop. I have a six-pack of Coors Light and two quarts of chocolate milk. So we stopped. Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Can I start by telling you about my unpleasant flight to Texas this past week? Please. <laughs> so I was flying to Austin. My game was in Waco, but flying to Austin and then would make the drive to Waco. So it was a relatively pleasant uh, first part of the trip. I was flying um, to Atlanta. I ended up randomly, um, not planned, sitting next to a colleague of mine, Pam Ward, on the plane. Um, she was going to call a game in Raleigh. And then um, on my connection from Atlanta to Austin, the gentleman sitting next to me was full of phlegm. And he kept like loudly inhaling the phlegm. You know what I'm talking about? Like snorting in the phlegm and then swallowing it. And it just made for a slightly unpleasant experience while I was sitting um, next to the phlegm inhaler. But what really made the, the flight um, much less pleasant than it could have been was you were texting me updates. You were at our uh, eighth grade daughter's basketball game. And you were texting me updates from the game, which I always appreciate and love getting those when I'm on the plane. Well, not very many. I was keeping the book. Yeah. But on occasion, you would send me just an update of the score or what she was doing or whatever. And then I get a text from you that said, I'm going to need to take her to either the ER or the urgent care. I think Period. The, the previous text had been, it's a tie game with a minute left. Yes. And then- I think I'm going to have to take her to the ER, the urgent care, period. So I read this text. I had lost track of where we were in the text exchange, so I, I didn't realize there was nothing between the previous one and that one. So um, so I just said, uh, what happened? Question mark. And my stomach, like I just start getting an upset stomach. I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm thinking. What What is happening here? And then there was radio silence. And I was like, Steve? <laughs> Nothing. A few minutes later, Steve, I'm texting you with question marks. Nothing. And uh, so then I get a kind of in full panic mode and I start texting other moms who- uh, I did ask another parent to text you. Right. Update. But but before before that, I'm, I'm texting other moms. Some of them aren't going through because they've got droids and only you can only do the iMessage texts uh, to another iPhone when you're on a plane. Um, 
And obviously, in your defense, you were tending to our daughter. But in, until I had any information, I was thinking, all right, is she conscious? Is Did she is hit he her conscious? head? Did something happen to her heart? Did she... Did she do something horrible to her knee? Like there's all these thoughts going through my brain. And when I land in Austin, am I going to just immediately have to um, find a way to get back to the East Coast so I can get back home? Anyway, finally, there was a, you had asked another mom to send me a text, which was very, very helpful, kind of explaining what had happened. Um, but it was an awful, I don't know maybe 10 minutes between when you first sent the text about needing to take her to the urgent care ER and getting even a morsel of information about what, what the injury might be. Well, she, with 44 seconds left in a tie game, she uh, blocked a shot and the momentum carried her, either the momentum or another body in a tiny gym with you know a couple of feet of space between the baseline and the wall, the padded wall. She slammed into the padded wall chest first and came off in a lot of pain, not knowing if it was a dislocated shoulder or what. Fortunately, one of the refs was a medical professional. When the game ended, you know, last 44 seconds of a tie game, it took a long time for the game to end, uh, examined her collarbone and whispered to me out of earshot of her that he thinks that the uh, collarbone was fractured in the left clavicle. And uh, so I wanted to get to an urgent care ASAP. That's why my text to you was terse. Yeah, completely understandably. And all I said to you when I returned was, if either of us are in this kind of a situation again and have to text the other one about an injury, I said, just give me the body part. Just say, you know, I'm going to have to take her to the ER urgent care, hurt her shoulder hurt her pinky, hurt her whatever, then at least that like shoulder to me, all right, she's not concussed. She's her, her head's okay. So um, anyway, it was, <laughs> it was not an ideal way for, for her basketball season to end. Obviously I was, um, you know, all stressed about it when I was in Texas in a way calling a game for the day. And uh, the next morning, so this happened in the evening, Wednesday evening, Thursday morning. I told you as soon as it opened, I was going to call the orthopedic. Um, well, we that night we went to the urgent care, waited yeah. a couple of hours, and she was seen. X-rays confirmed that she had a fractured left clavicle, wearing a sling, got some pain meds, and then went home and we tried to figure out a way for her to sleep semi-comfortably. And, uh, but they said that you need, they suggested making an appointment with the orthopedic doctor. So I did that because the orthopedist is, uh, his number is in my phone because each of our children have had to go to him at some point for a broken bone, including this same, uh, daughter who had a, um, broken arm when she was much younger. But, uh, we have the, we have the frequent flyer card. We have the punch yes. card for a free sub after the 10th visit. Yes. And uh, so at least when I called to make the appointment, has she been here before? I said, oh, yes. All right. Just give us her date of birth. And oh, we found her. But uh, when I first called, calling from Texas, um, calling the the doctor, as soon as she answers on my my phone's, "Eh, eh," there's an Amber alert in Texas. And since my phone and I are in Texas, I'm getting this alert, but I can't, I can't like 
get rid of it. So the, the doctor, the nurse or the whoever at the doctor's office is hearing, <laughs> so I'm just like, ah, hello, just a second. Finally, I figure out how to get out of the Amber Alert warning so I can make the doctor's appointment for our daughter. But uh, I wonder how many people in Texas got that same Amber Alert. And I don't even know where exactly it was, if it was even in the vicinity of where, where we were in Waco. But uh but anyway, that was um, that was a, a delightful. So they they played the same team um, last night. Um, this time we were playing in our home gym. When she got our daughter got hurt, we were in the away gym, um, and it was very sweet. All of a sudden, I looked over. I was putting my bags down and stuff, and I looked over and I see the other team in a line. And each girl was holding a rose, walking up to our daughter, and each one of their players um, handed our daughter a rose. And it was uh, just super, super thoughtful and sweet. And uh, whichever one of their parents or coach or whoever um, organized that, it was just a really thoughtful thing to do. Anyway, it was not exactly how we expected the end of our daughter's middle school basketball career to happen um, a little bit earlier than we anticipated. And it's crazy too in high school. I don't know if it's similar um, in other states, but in Connecticut, um, our daughters, our senior, who's a daughter, our daughter, who's a senior, um, in five days or something is their senior night. It's their last regular season home game. Our son, uh, who's a sophomore, the senior day for his boys team is also like three or four days away. And it's just crazy how quickly, and I talk about this a lot to, to other parents, just how quickly high school goes. Our, uh, there will be postseason play and all of that. But um, but our daughter's nearing the end of her basketball, high school basketball career. Our son is just about halfway through his, and um, it really does go in the blink of an eye. Fortunately, you have... Um you keep busy with basketball adjacent high school basketball adjacent activities like restringing shorts. <laughs> oh, that was an exercise in frustration yesterday. Um, you spent an hour doing that an hour. Our son's high school basketball shorts, um, the string came out in the laundry and yeah, I've restrung sweatshirts, sweatpants plenty. It's not that hard. I, I usually use like a, you know, a safety pin and put it through the string and then push it through. Well, I was running into the impossible. You'd get halfway through on the shorts. And then obviously there had to have been a, a seam or an area for it to go through because it had been in the shorts. It, I could not get it through. It was a ship in a bottle conundrum. It was... I, we I first started with a safety pin that wouldn't work. Then I was using like a you you had told me and it worked well for for a little bit using a uh, straightened uh, coat hanger. And I just once you got halfway through to basically where the tag was, um, it was impossible. But yes, after an hour, I just made some holes in the shorts where they needed to be made to. Uh, to be able to restring and everything seems to be working once again. But uh, the string goes through the waistband, but it comes out at the interior tag, goes around that no, like, sizing tag, and goes back in. Is that how it works? It comes out of the, so it goes. In, it's inside the shorts, and then I made a little hole to pull it out of where it strings. But the where the sizing tag is is a loop, 
So I pushed it through the loop, then made another hole and put it back into the shorts um, on the other side. So none of it is touching his skin or really exposed, but um, it's not the way it was intended to be, but at least it's the way that it actually works. should have works. turned them into a pair of 1950s basketball shorts with with belt loops and a, and a belt. Right. If... If it or, wasn't or, or a, suspenders, if it wasn't a uniform thing, if it, if it were just shorts that he owned, I may have just thrown them away <laughs> or thrown the 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 lace away, the string away, and said, "You're gonna have to wear these without a string because this is way too frustrating." But they were his uniform basketball uniform shorts, so I had to figure out a way <laughs> to get the string through. But it was maddening. While you were doing that yesterday, I was uh, my low tire pressure light came on the driver's side rear tire. So I drove to the gas station to put air in the tire. But when I got to the gas station, almost goes without saying, there was an there was nobody at any of the pumps, but there was a car, empty car parked at the air machine. Right? Mm-hmm. So I went across the street to the grocery store to get a few items that we needed for dinner and other stuff. And I put a case of, what is that stuff called? Ice. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, but it's a drink. Yeah. It's like a non, it's like a, it's like a carbonated. Carbonated or, flavored water. Yeah. And uh, on the, I mean, I should never do this. I put it on the lower tier of the cart, right? Where you put heavy stuff. You the following rack. me? Yeah. So it's called the rack? Well, it's a rack. Like the only thing I ever put there is my bags when I first it's go like to the, the grocery first store. But floor of a double decker bus, sure. And uh, so I took the and there were two bags in the cart. And I took it out to the parking lot after itself checking out. Grabbed the two bags, pushed the cart into the cart corral, drove home, unpacked the groceries, and realized that I had left the. I mean, I realized much later that I had left the drinks case on the uh, first floor of the cart. Thankfully, you were driving right by there later, and you were going to pull into the parking lot and go to the cart corral and see if you could get the case. And then you texted me later. That I forgot. This is hours later that you, you had forgotten to do that. And so I calculated, should I drive four or five hours after this happened, should I drive to the grocery store and see if the stuff is there, still in the cart? And I decided, no, that there was no chance that it would still be there. Yeah. Like if it was, I'm trying to think if it was um, like a pricey giant bag of dog food, maybe it would have, or something that was much pricier, maybe we would have well, the, the corral, been more pressing to get back there. The corral was full. I remember that, nearly full. So I have to think that the cart wrangler would have wrangled the carts if nobody else had seen the stuff. In. But sometimes I think they if you leave stuff in the cart, they bring it to customer service, especially if it doesn't need to be refrigerated. Because I've done that before. I've left a whole like bag that had like meats and stuff in it, and they did have it um, set aside. Like it, that would have been in a refrigerated thing. But um, sometimes they do set it aside for you. Well, a lot of time had passed because at, when, I got to the, when, when I got out of the grocery, I looked over and saw that the air pump was empty at the gas station. So I hastily put the groceries in the car, went across the street and got the air pump. And when I went to, uh, oh, by the way, I didn't tell you this. Somebody 
had, you know, when, when you turn on the air, you, before you turn on the air, you unscrew all of the right. valves, mm -hmm. caps. Somebody yep. has taken one of the caps off. So we now have three of them. There's three caps on your tires. Yeah, the front, the uh, shotgun side front didn't have a cap on it. You think somebody took it? You think I it think so. fell off last yeah, I mean, time? You, you, you screw them on it? pretty tightly. I mean, how, how would they fall off? So what do you do? Do you then, next time you're in a parking lot, take take somebody else? Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I already did you, that, but still. Do they sell them? I, I have like to think on Amazon, Amazon perhaps you can get a thousand of them for a nickel, but I could be wrong. they would be a universal size, I'd like, right? I'd like to buy one of them, but I think you can probably only buy them in packs of 200, but we'll see. It's a good question. Can you imagine if somebody actually took took the cap? I, I assume somebody took the cap. What kind, of, what kind of a person is a cap taker? <laughs> I mean, that's awful. I mean, I, I, I try not to uh, succumb to cynicism, but what kind of a person? Lots of people. Uh, you think there's a lot? I mean, I think there's plenty of people who maybe take something on occasion from a restaurant we, or how many things take we, something but how many things have we bought tire? at like a big box home depot or lowe's and and just one of the bits was missing because somebody walked through and just took out the part that they needed right no that's true dryer vent somebody took one of the slats right yeah i guess but i don't know the the person to person stealing of the cap or i guess the person to car just the I don't know. Well, anyway, I I meant to do that to go and see how much one of these things is going to set us back, and and how few of them I can buy at a time. But yeah, we we do need one of those. And um, so anyway, when I was when I I was putting air in the tire for quite some time, waiting for it to beep. Mm -hmm. When it, when the tires fall, it never did, and that's when I spied a big rusty nail sticking out of the tire. Yeah. So. Instead, I drove straight to our trusty tire shop, and um, they said the nail was all the way through, had pierced the steel belt of the of what I assume was the steel-belted radial. Mm -hmm. Remember those commercials? Of course. Rack and pinion steering and steel-belted radials, and, um, and so we need a new tire. So we put the spare on. He put the spare on, and then today I got, got the new tire. They, but they, all that time, the groceries were moldering in the in the back of the car so because no, you had called me and i told you if there's anything that's frozen i would meet you at the tire place and pick the stuff up but there wasn't you can on amazon buy a four pack of tire valve stem caps yes yeah, stem caps for our make and model for 5.99 how many can how you get for that four for 5.99 you can get a 50 pack i don't know why i guess if you're at an automotive place and you're gonna then resell them but why else would you need 50 um because 50 is too many to steal if you only need one or two you can just take them off the car in the parking lot but yeah about 5.99 for a four pack so do you well, want me to order a four pack so uh we have a cover for your oh, tire yeah. valve are they all the same I mean, does it say they're it, not interestingly some of them have um Ridges that are, I would no, I describe mean, do they all as, fit the same? I, I don't know, but they all look different. Some of them have like, some of them are rounder in shape. Some of them um, have a more, not like a what are they called flat the edge, valve? tire valve stem cap. Valve stem caps, yes. Yeah, it's, it's actually kind of interesting that there's such a variety. Um, 
don't go down the uh, don't go down the auto part rabbit hole until until after we've done the podcast. If for the same price, we can get bling valve stem caps. Same thing, but they look like they're supposed to look like like fake diamonds, yeah. like a bunch of little but, tiny fake diamonds. There's you can buy them in colors. You can get a red one, which actually anything would be, anything that would make it more easily stolen, I think, could be yeah. good. Yeah, the bling ones though are the. Um, I think you should get bling valve stem caps. Well, a guy came into the tire shop while I was having the tire replaced today and said um, he, uh, his boss or the guy he worked with, his uh, blew a tire on his um, on his uh, wood chipper, wood splitter, log splitter, mm-hmm. and um, you know, did they have the QP ninety three R stroke one eleven? And the guy said, no, but we can order it. Well, he needs it like now. He needs it ASAP. And he said, well, we could get it for later today. Well, how much later? And the guy says, well, I'd have to go, you know, I'd have to search to see where the nearest available is. And the guy said, well, he wants me to call him, you know, wants to know how long it's going to take. And the guy who's great at this tire place, great tire place, says, well, it's a tire that hasn't been put on a car in more than 30 years. So it could take a little while. <laughs> and But he said, but I understand if you need it right now, you know, like, fine. Like, what do you want me to do, you know? Right, right. Can, um, I will stop talking about um, tire valve stem caps in a second. But this, and again, this is just Amazon. You can get ones where the end of it is a crown, a black crown. Um, and then you can also get ones that have American flags on uh, clear on the on the ends, so it's a lot, lots to choose from here. The oh. crown ones are the most interesting that I've seen. I've, I mean, let's get a pack of each and put four different ones on each right. tire. Exactly. We have a lot of viewer mail. Some of it backing up over two weeks. So should we get to viewer mail? Yeah, let's get to viewer mail. The first, let's uh, finish up our viewer mail from uh, Susie, our resident um, pediatrician, right? Yes. Our resident practicing pediatrician uh, who had uh, picked up on a pop culture miss that uh, she caught a couple of them by me. Um, I'll, I'll tell you one of them. We talked once about identical cousins, uh-huh. born same day, same hospital, and somehow missed the Patty Duke show. Is that possible? Yes. It's possible that, that we didn't I call don't remember out the cousins. Patty Duke part, but I identical do cousins. The cousins part. Well, I mean, I, I, uh, forgive me if we didn't mention Patty Duke. Of course. Patty adores a minuet, the, the ballet russe, a crepe Suzette. Patty's only seen the sights a girl from see from Brooklyn Heights. What a wild duet. Kathy. And Patty. Um, and this is great. I love this. Uh, she would like to provide a name to Rebecca's stomach rumblings. This is actually from the dictionary. Borborygmus. B-O-R-B-O-R-Y-G-M-U-S. Borborygmus. Borborygmus. A rumbling or gurgling noise made by the movement of fluid and gas in the intestines. Borborygmus. Plural noun, borborygmi. So what's your experience is bor- borborygmi. I've not had borborygmus in a while. But there were those times where I was afraid it was going to get caught on the audio. Uh, I'm sure it has some time. Um, and Susie's uh, 
last email or first email of this week, uh, last email for viewer mail here is um, greetings from your attending pediatrician. This week's list one first train memories. We were talking about the train, yeah. taking the train from Elizabeth, New Jersey to Penn Station with my dad, both to attend Knicks games in the late 60s and early 70s. And what a golden age, Rebecca, that was for Knicks games. Imagine Susie getting on the train to go to see the Knicks of Clyde Frazier and Bill Bradley and Dave DeBusher, Willis Reed, while returning home to be Phil, uh, Phil Rizzuto's neighbor, right, the exactly. scooter. Uh, and to go with him to the garment district when he would go purchase clothes for his women's clothing store. This would always include the treats of Reed's root beer, lifesavers, and a lunch at a delicious Jewish deli, always to include a Dr. Brown's cherry soda. Nice. Dr. Brown's. I like the Dr. Brown's cream soda. Another train memory, my freshman year at Penn, I took the train back home for Thanksgiving, but when my parents dropped me off at Metro Park to take the Amtrak back to Philly, the train stopped, the conductor emerged and said it was full with no with no back. Luckily, they had waited with me, pre-cell phones, 1979, and they unhappily had to drive me back in awful traffic. Maybe they have everything downstairs by 8 a.m., and whatever doesn't fit in the car gets thrown away was his payback for that awful drive, you'll recall. That's how she moved out oh, of her dorm. Can you imagine? And it's a lot shorter drive if, if you know, just expecting to drop your kid at the train station and it's sold out. Oh. Metro Park, classic New Jersey train yes. station. Uh, when my neighbor Larry helped me get it all down and loaded, that was the second time that year we said to each other, do you believe in miracles? Uh -huh. 1980. Now to impart some medical fun facts, right, Susie. A, Rebecca, vitamin C enhances the absorption of iron. So chase your iron-containing foods with a bit of OJ or something similar. Also, calcium interferes with the absorption of iron, so don't chase those foods with milk or a similar beverage. Okay. That's interesting. B, Steve, allergies. First, try to remember approximately when your symptoms start, spring or fall. Start your nasal spray and antihistamines daily about two weeks in advance. I, 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 it's just not how I operate, Rebecca. I putting know, putting allergies. Trying, this is just trying to give you but some Yes, Absolutely. So. It's hard to catch up after symptoms start. You want to prevent the histamine release by covering the receptors prior to exposure. Next, keep the window windows closed during your season. I, I do that. Yeah. Once the pollen gets in the house, it's incredibly hard to get rid of it. Finally, if you have been outdoors and exposed, take a shower before bed to remove the pollen. Otherwise, you are basically sleeping with the enemy. That's good advice. When I used to cut the grass and just become surrounded by it and almost instantly become a, a, a mess, I would I would take a shower. And it would help a little bit. Poison ivy, obviously best to avoid exposure, but once exposed, it's the oil from the plant that causes the rash and itch. So first thing is what I call the man shower. Scrub off the oil with hot water, soap, and a washcloth. Then treat the house as a crime scene. Anything that may have come in contact with the oil needs to be washed in hot water before wearing again. Don't forget the shoes, hats, hoodies, Dogs, sheets, pajamas, etc. It usually it's is the dog the dogs, that is the Trojan yeah. horse yeah. that brings the poison ivy into the house. And we should probably have them quarantined in another county, don't you think, Rebecca? Yes. Four, finished Stingray Afternoons and Nights in White Castle, and I'm eagerly awaiting the third installment. Have you ever published a compendium, a compendium of your SI articles? Uh, a, a collection of some of them is, uh, is that's the the Caddios of Reindeer is a collection of some of those essay articles. So yes, Susie. She loved the book, The Warmth of Other Suns. Other suggestions if you've not read them, Between Two Kingdoms, The Short and Tragic Life of Robert Peace, Being Mortal, Small Great Things, Dinners with Ruth, The Boys in the Boat, A Most Beautiful Thing, Unorthodox, A Million Little Pieces, and Left Neglected. That should keep you busy at RJ Julia for a while. Do they still have the store in Madison? They do indeed. Loved going there when I did my residency in New Haven. 
Susie. Thank you, Susie. Book recommendations. One of our one of our multiple Ralphs writes, Hi, Restiva. Attending is the word you were both looking for. Attending. That's right. Not practicing. Attending physician. Ah, that's right. Yes. Or attending whatever yes. our, our experts are. I thank Steve for being philosophical about the death, in quotation marks, of Sports Illustrated. I also think he should get his expenses for the article in the pipeline. I have provided a link to an MSNBC article which sheds light on why SI is so beloved. Well, that's nice of him to uh, send that link. By the way, uh, in in the afterlife, with the uh, with the sarcastic death of Sports Illustrated reference, um, I have an article in the current Sports Illustrated that's right. on Las Vegas, and those are the expenses that I need to uh, see. I sympathize with your son. Root canals are no fun. So we've had root canals and collarbone in the last well, that's right. few weeks. On the happier note of the tooth fairy, I remember getting a quarter for each tooth. In comparison, a dollar does not seem all that generous. 20 bucks is too much, and now all those children will wait to go away before encouraging their teeth out. If I had saved all those quarters, I could have used a squeeze purse. Uh, Daisha Fair of Syracuse University. D- that's how it looks. Deasia. Deasia Fair. Well, I'm, I, yeah. I'm not good at these things. De- Deasia Fair of Syracuse University recently scored her 3,000th point, and the team is now ranked. I'm sure Rebecca can give us a good and as good analysis as she did of Indiana. I'd like to hear it. <laughs> well, um, first of all, Deasia Fair, I covered her a few years ago. She started her career at Buffalo, and she is now in her fifth season. Um, Coach Leggett, when she took the Syracuse job, came from Buffalo, and Deasia Fair uh, went with her. And Syracuse is having a great year this year. Um, and, you know, everyone, of course, is aware, um, if they're paying attention to women's basketball, of Caitlin Clark. Deja Fair is a really exciting player who can – she's pint size. I don't know if what she's listed. She might be listed as like 5'6". I think she's smaller than that. Um, but she can get her shot off against anybody. She has deep range. Uh, she doesn't use it as consistently as Caitlin Clark, but it's there. It's interesting. I'm getting ready to call the Louisville game this coming week, uh, Notre Dame at Louisville. And I was listening to uh, Coach Jeff Walls, who's the coach of Louisville, um, after they played Syracuse. And he said, you know, I think that he thinks um, De'Asia Fair is the best guard in the ACC. And what's interesting about that is Hannah Hidalgo, the freshman sensation for Notre Dame, is also in the ACC. So um, Syracuse is having a really, uh, really nice season. Um, they will certainly be a team that will be tough to match up with in the NCAA tournament. And Fair is a big, big part of that. She is a really electric, fun player to watch. Electric Fair. There yes. was a there was a, a friend of mine reminded me this week that there was an arcade in Bloomington when I was growing up called the Electric Light Fair. Not and the that, Electric Light Parade. With the well, the Electric Light, Light Orchestra, Fair. of course. Right. The Electric Fetus was, and I think remains, a record store in Minneapolis. I mean, I, I hope it's still there. Isn't Electric Light Parade, isn't that what they would call it at night at Disney, the parade? I that think was... so. But it was, it was such a great 70s, 60s, yes. 70s phrase, the Electric Light Orchestra, the Electric Fetus, the Electric Company, the TV show, the right. Electric Slide. Yeah. In Spinal Tap, Rob Reiner says, in 1966, at a Greenwich Village club called the Electric Banana. Do you remember that bit? No. Yeah. He first saw Spinal Tap. And then, uh, of course, Donovan's Mellow Yellow Electrical Banana is bound to be the very next phase, right? You have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, Chris writes, hello, Steve and Rebecca. It's been a long time since I last participated in Viewer Mail, but I remain a loyalist and a completionist. 
I was sad to learn of the possible demise of SI, and I hope if you, Steve, find out that it's no longer, quote, publishing, or if your contract has ended, check your junk mail, that Rebecca's badge at ESPN continues to work. I hope so, too. Rebecca, you forgot your badge the other night. You called me and said, is my I badge did. on the so I called, the kitchen? I called my producer, said, I forgot my badge. I said, can you call the security desk? Yeah, no problem. Um, you know, they'll just ask for your license. So I got to the security desk and I said, I forgot my badge. Um, someone was supposed to call. She said, well, nobody's called, but just give me your license. And then it all worked out. In the discussion about SI, Rebecca mentioned checking the faces in the crowd section, and I did that as well. The closest I got to that level of sports fame was making the sports section of USA Today in the state rundown portion when my high school basketball team was making an unexpected run through the state tournament. The discussion also got me wondering whether my wife's published letter to the editor was published in an issue where Steve had an article. I dug out the Sports Illustrated February 6, 2006, and on the page after the letter, Steve's photo and an article about viewership numbers for the Super Bowl was there. So my wife can claim to be published in the same SI edition as Steve. That's pretty cool. That's cool for me. Yeah. Finally, I'm enjoying Susie's recap of the pods as she binge listens, and I can't wait until she gets to the multi-episode discussion of what slash dry measuring cups. I mean, uh, probably <laughs> the watershed moment in the, in the podcast, don't you think? I think so. Thanks for keeping us entertained each week, Rebecca. Have a good six-week road trip. Steve, I'm glad to hear COVID-24 nuns on the run was mild, and I hope the kids' teams are peaking as playoff season approaches. All the best, Chris from St. Petersburg, Florida, not Russia, our resident-slash-attending chief HR officer. So as a chief HR officer, that's why he's urging me to check my spam right. folder to see if uh, what's going on with SI right. and uh, hoping that your badge still works. Second of of Two Ralphs to write in this week, Rebecca. Uh, this is, uh, for now, our resident party bus driver in Colorado. He writes, two weeks ago, I was charged with uh, shuttling the St. Ignatius High School hockey team from Chicago around Denver for their four-day Jesuit school hockey tournament. That weekend, we had below zero temperatures, which makes everything difficult. The bus door started to malfunction little by little as the weekend wore on, not completely closing and not completely opening. I had to eventually use the emergency lever or lever if you prefer, Rebecca. This is great because uh, he's in Colorado and Lafayette Fat Lever used to play for the Denver Nuggets. Mm -hmm. um, I had to eventually use the emergency lever or lever to open and close the door. As I dropped them off for their final game, the door was completely jammed. We were all trapped inside. It took me about 10 minutes of throwing my body against the door before I was able to get it open. Anyways, they weren't thrilled with your resident party bus driver. Apologies for not being a good representative of the Ball and Chain podcast. Sincerely, Ralph, your for now resident party bus driver in Colorado. Well, how about like when I was a kid and rode the school bus, it Go was ahead. only the the only way you could open the door was the, the with silver, the lever in, yeah, the, of in the person's arm. But also when you were a kid, you'd see people on TV, detective shows all the time, open doors by throwing their shoulder right. into it. And, and I always... We always thought that was something we would be able to do but when I we got older. I was never on a bus where a door could be open, just like, at least that I can think of, like by pushing the button. And uh, anyway, I uh, just, if I, and I wonder if like, you know, the bus driver, when we were kids, who always had to open and shut it with the, the lever, like how much stronger their right arm was than their left arm. I also thought you could open any door with a credit card or a library card or, you know, because they did that all the time on TV. Or pick any lock. Or a bus door that's like a bifold or trifold or however the thing worked. 
Uh, as mentioned, this is John writing in. As mentioned by Dr. Chris, I think he's referring to Dr. Susie. In recent viewer mail, they're not the same school. Maybe Dr. Chris did mention this. Susie has mentioned Penn, and uh, it's a T-shirt with a Penn logo and not Penn State across the top. Right. Our son went to the Yale-Penn basketball game the other night. At Yale. At Yale. Yes. Yale emerged victorious from that one. Thank you, John. Matt writes, uh, hello, Rebecca and Steve. I enjoyed taking a trip down memory lane last week, reminiscing about toll booths. I can still recall where the toll booths were in certain parts of Connecticut, as well as the sad reason why they are no more. Anyway, you mentioned the story of George Plimpton losing his Celtics championship watch in the snow on I-90. Did he ever get it back? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. I Rebecca. don't remember that part of the story. Do you? Well, I think he was telling us the story because he was wearing a Celtics championship watch. And I, he got out. If memory serves, and I hope I can find this somewhere in the George Plimpton oeuvre if I search this up online after it. But I think he got out in the snow, as I recall, in the Mass Pike and searched around. And, and I don't know if it had been run over already or if he, he found it or didn't find it. And the Celtics provided them with a replacement. I I cannot remember because I was so I was so hypnotized. Yes, you're gonna have utterly to. utterly uh, uh, transfixed by the fact that I was sitting next to Rebecca Lobo while George Plimpton net or not no that, that that I was sitting next to George Plimpton at dinner and he was I telling I was me the story next to George Plimpton and you were on the other side of me. That that would be more likely. Um, but you to save our, our viewers from um, having to do the research themselves before next week, you'll have to figure out uh, we will, for the sure. of that story. And Steve, all of this talk about Sports Illustrated has me waxing nostalgic. Just as certain songs, TV commercials, smells like the coin purse can bring someone back to a specific place in time, SI covers do the same for me. I picked up a copy of the franchise by Michael McCambridge on eBay, and I see your name listed in the index several times. I'm looking forward to digging in. Uh, Michael McCambridge actually has a new book out about, about sports in the 70s, and uh, I have it on my nightstand, and I'm looking forward to reading it. Nice. Uh, he did, Michael did describe me as looking like Funky Winkerbean in that book. Do you remember Funky Winkerbean? I do. Uh, I hope the entire Lobo Russian family is doing well. Sincerely, your resident volunteer firefighter and castaway, Fisher's Not Gilligan's Isle. Thank you, Matt, as always. The header on that was you left us hanging, so I'm I'm leaving you hanging for it for another week. Another I'm week, afraid. Yeah. Uh, Gail in Houston writes, Rebecca and Steve, I'm so sorry to hear about the hit your son took during basketball and his ensuing root canal. I'm glad he came through it, and all is set with a new mouth guard. I, I love that uh, viewers are already one basketball injury behind. Right. <laughs> I know it's awful. Thank you, Gail. We gifted our eight and ten year olds fencing lessons for Christmas. They're on lesson seven tonight, and they've enjoyed it so much, they're begging to join the club where they can fence with other kids multiple times a week, a fencing club. Fun. Super fun. Epi, I take it? I suppose so. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I do. It's, the, it's, it's always in the crossword. That's the only reason I know right. what Right, because is. the four-letter word, three of the letters are E. Right. Pretty amazing. Our left-handed eight-year-old uh, photosynthesis relishes his unique position as the only left-hander in the group. Whoa. That's got to be an advantage. You would think. Ten-year-old Hydrogen is navigating both the challenges and advantages of being a head taller than anyone else in his age group. He can use his longer wingspan to, I don't know the technical term, but strike his opponent, but it also means he has a larger target to hit. And we think we struggle with field hockey and volleyball rules and oh, I know. refereeing. Fencing. Imagine fencing. A lot of arcana <laughs> going on there. Yes. So far, the kids have played t-ball, soccer, basketball, swim team, and now fencing. To us, sports is just a great opportunity to move your body, try something new, and practice being a good teammate. 
That's what it should be to every parent, right? Yes. Sadly, perhaps <laughs> not the case. Perhaps. Last week, my doctor wrote me a prescription for a high dose of vitamin D. I thought it would be like every other overpriced prescription and pulled out my debit card to pay. The pharmacist then told me the total was 48 cents. I was completely ashamed that I had no cash and had to swipe. I will bring exact change next month when I refill this prescription. I would I would give him a buck, get two cents back, and be good for two months. <laughs> yes. I appreciate Rebecca's sentiment about motherhood. I, too, am absolutely uh, just absolutely loving the stage we are in. The kids are loving, funny, and smart, kind, but sometimes little idiots. Alas, we are living the dream. Steve, I wish you Godspeed through your six weeks of melting meats and White Castle cheeseburgers while Rebecca is away. I've got I bought, meats melting I've, right now. And I bought White Castle cheeseburgers yesterday. I, I did. I got those into the car when I left the uh, liquid ice in the cart. Rebecca, I wish you bountiful Uber drivers at tiny airports who know what they're doing, good weather, and delicious meals on the road. Many thanks for creating such a beautiful pod community. Gail in Houston. Gail, thank you very much. Rebecca, care to thank Gail for her well wishes for thank your you, Gail. six weeks of um, I appreciate that very much. tiny airports. Uh, this comes from our friend Mark in Dallas. Oh, hey, uh, Mark. Did you did you do Texas at Texas Baylor? Texas at Baylor, and Abby was on the trip, but I didn't get a chance to talk right. to her. Dear, well, speaking of trips, dear Rebecca and Steve, what trip down memory lane podcast 266 was? Random thoughts below. One, while driving back from Austin, Texas versus Oklahoma women's game, January 24th. Yes, Abby is still booted, not suited. Listening to last week's show, John's email and yelling attending at the radio because you had forgotten it from an earlier email. I think we forgot it again this one, right? Yes. We said practicing it is attending. Yes. yes. Two, the subject of calendars was brought up and reminded me of the little metal calendars my dad used to clip on the wristband of his watch. He got it in 1956 in Japan while serving in the military. I still have it and it keeps me and it keeps time perfectly. But it didn't have the date on the face of the watch, so he would buy these little metal calendars and clip to the watch band. You asked, somebody asked, did you ask me today what time it was? No. I think you did. Somebody did. And I had to, even though I was wearing a watch, I fumbled in my pocket for my phone and then had to light up the face of the phone to see what time it was. I will almost never ask you what time it is because I'm almost always wearing my watch. Somebody posted a photo today. I saw a photo in a newspaper or online or something of Taylor, was Taylor Swift wearing a, a necklace with a watch face on the, like, where your throat is. Wow. And and they said they posted a couple pictures and said that that watch is keeping time, like it's a working watch face. Yeah. So that everyone can see how long so, they've been so, speaking to her. So you would have to say to somebody, <laughs> you point at it and say you have a thirty second limit. Well, yeah, that maybe that's it. But but also, you would have to ask somebody else what the time is on your watch, right? Seems to defeat the purpose a little bit. I have to think that it was. Uh, Perhaps strictly I a fashion one hundred percent. Well, partly fashion, but I think it's also so that when people start talking to her, she can just point at it and tell them how much, how long they have. But I mean, I, there there are those people, uh, you know, and and I don't mean to cast aspersions on. I would call them weirdos who wear their watch face on the inside of their wrist. Right. I've never understood that ilk. I had a teacher in middle school who wore I mean, her watch there. I mean, we we know how this works, right? You wear your watch, you know. Do you wear your shoe backward? I, 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 but ultimately, it doesn't matter. It doesn't you make any difference. You can still see it. You just turn your wrist. Well, I, I wear mine on my right wrist because I'm lefty. So when I go to look at the time, I turn counterclockwise. I guess you would just turn clockwise to look at the inside of your wrist, opposite but, but for a lefty. If, if you're wearing your wristwatch around your neck. Well, yeah, that's odd. It's I mean I, a neck watch. I, so I then have, does it become a neck watch? 
I mean, you have to get a, a pocket much watch goes into wristband. a pocket. So yeah, it would be a neck watch. Of course, yeah. I bet they're for sale now, though, well, for a I'm lot of money. I'm sure they were for sale, you know, before she started wearing it, so that they would have it in the same way that she said on the gram. She was going to go backstage and tweet out there or post her new. Let's think of all the f- all the interesting ways. Like, so she's timing someone as they're running their 400. <laughs> she's just hitting the button. Do you think it keeps her steps do you think or that, her uh, her do, heart rate? Do you think when she's not not wearing it, but she's getting impatient with somebody, she taps her her throat as others might tap their wrist? Like I'm pressed for time here. <laughs> I I don't know, but I do like the notion that it's keeping her steps somehow. <laughs> yeah, I do too. And finally, do you think when when she you know like some of us will will push up our our cuff or our sleeve to see what time it is? She she rolls down a turtleneck and uh, I don't think people don't really push up their cuff, don't they? And like then looks into a their arm, yeah, so the arm yeah. pushes through. Um, Flip Saunders always used to shoot his cuffs on the sideline. That was sort of his nervous habit. So, well, let's just throw in our all of our daughters love Taylor Swift. They were so excited when she announced that she has another album coming out. Um, but you and I, it's our job at our age to make fun of the next. No, watch. no, no, I'm not making fun of anything. I, <laughs> Godspeed. Uh, Taylor Swift is 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 beyond uh, any reproach. Uh, I just thought the the watch around the neck was something I hadn't seen before. Three on the subject of buying tickets, writes Mark in Dallas. On the subject of buying tickets to high school sporting events and not having cash or the proper app to buy tickets, our local high school has a pass that senior citizens, 55 and over, can get so that they can get into the games for free. Well, we don't have that at our games. And in fact, the game at which our daughter uh, broke her collarbone, um, I was carrying a bag of basketballs and the couple of whiteboards and all of the accoutrement, Rebecca, mm-hmm. of coaching. And she said, oh, you're a coach. You don't have to pay. And I said, but it said, it said, it didn't say tickets five dollars. It said uh, five dollar donations accepted. And so and I had the five dollars. So I'll give it to you. No, no, you're a coach. And I insisted they take the five bucks. And then after the uh, the running with the wallet, I, I asked for the five dollars back. But still, I didn't. In um, fact, I tripped going up the stairs on the way out. I'm, and, uh, I'm a little distracted because I got p- pulled up a picture of Taylor Swift with her watch choker. Is that what it's called? Yeah, and it's an analog watch. I was yeah, for some reason analog. thinking it was a digital analog watch. And it's sideways, right? The face is so. Yes. So if you're f- looking at her, she'd have to be lying down on her side, and then you would have to lie she down. She would have to be her lying to down time. on her right side. Yeah. You would have to be lying down on your left side for you to be looking at with the the twelve facing upwards. Uh, are they flying off the shelves? Time flies. I'm guessing yes. I'm so disappointed it wasn't like an Apple Watch. <laughs> I don't know. As I mentioned earlier, writes Mark, we were at the OU Texas game January 24th. We knew it was going to be a long day for Oof. the Longhorns when less than two minutes into the game, one of the weirdest plays you will ever see happened. An OU player threw a long pass from the backcourt to the front court, just to the right of the foul line. Both teams went for the ball and it bounced off the players and bounced off the floor and went swish into the OU basket. It's unbelievable. Yes, Oklahoma won that game. That's unreal. It's unreal. I should see if I can find that play and post it. Finally, a PSA from Rudder, our Q-tip eating dog. A couple of weeks ago, he ate one of the silica packets. Oh, geez. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The little white packets that you get in shoe boxes or other items to keep moisture out. It always says, do not 
right. ingest, although rudder can't read. So Right. Not rudder's fault. Well, it got hung up in his intestines and it did what it is designed to do, that is absorb moisture and expand. Ooh, it caused a tear in his intestines, resulting in two hours of surgery to remove the packet and do the necessary repairs. After a big veterinary bill, thank goodness for pet insurance, he is completely healed and healthy. Wow. Well, our dog has what percent of her intestine left? Like 30%? Because she ate stuff. She has a, she has her, her, her large to. intestine became a small intestine. Then she had a second surgery where it became a, a so extra small intestine. Of her, bunch of her her intestine, colon and became it, a semicolon. Then it uh, got septic. She was in the hospital for two weeks. Sepsis, so, not se- septic, right? She got sepsis. Septic is the tank in our yard. I thought septic was like the sepsis. descriptive of getting sepsis, but whatever. And um, so well, I'm what, glad what, your first surgery took. P.S. Uh, this season of women's college hoops is shaping up to be true a March Madness. Uh, I think, Rebecca, you would second that emotion, would you? I'm sorry. I was just responding to a text from our high school senior. Can oh, you repeat oh, what it was just said? I, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. Um uh, Mark said, P.S., is, this is really shaping up to be a true season of March Madness uh, in the women's game this year. Yes, it is. It's been a, it's been crazy. And look at these. These are the metal plates that his, his dad affixed to his uh, wristwatch choker, his neck watch, oh, uh, cool. to, tell the, to, to tell the dates. Uh, Becky writes, uh, she's our self-appointed resident equipment manager. Hey, Rebecca, as the regular season winds down and the Pac-12 continues to beat up on itself, I was wondering if you'd be making it out to call a UCLA game this month. Westwood visit, question mark. Thanks as always, Becky, our self-appointed resident attending equipment manager. Rebecca, I'm like like Becky, I am also curious where you're headed. Will you be making a visit to Westwood in the coming weeks? Yes, I you will. Are. I am. Yes. So this week I am uh, at Louisville for Notre Dame at Louisville. Then this weekend, I'm at South Carolina where UConn's playing against South Carolina on Super Bowl Sunday. Then next week... I am um, in Tennessee, where South Carolina plays at Tennessee. And then the following Thursday, I am at UCLA. It's Utah. I think it's Utah. Utah at UCLA. So, yes, I will be in Westwood. Wow. That's news to me. All of those. I, I mean, I knew you were going to South Carolina. You know that I'm weekend. going somewhere every Wednesday and returning Friday. I just don't bore you with the details until it gets closer of exactly where I'm going to be. But if you're flying to Los Angeles... Uh, that will that will end your streak of flying somewhere, flying to Atlanta, then flying somewhere else, then getting in a car and, and being driven another couple of hours to someplace else. Um, going to Louisville ends that streak. However, going to L.A. does not really end that streak. You still go to Atlanta. Yes, but when I go to L.A., I'm flying home directly on a red eye to New York City and then so you continue driving, straight there. Yes. My, my, I'm missing trains on most of my trips, but I have the planes and automobiles covered. So would say, be sure to say hi to Becky, yes. our uh, attending equipment manager. Stephen Rebecca writes, George in Columbus. Hello, George. To start the new year, I decided to participate in Program 60 at Ohio State, which allows people over the age of 60 to take college courses for free. It's a pretty great program. Really? I've never heard of this before. I am in a class with 20 undergrads studying creative nonfiction writing and enjoying it thoroughly. The students are great, but the age difference came into perspective last week when we read an essay that included a reference to Lee Harvey Oswald. Of course, I was the only one that had memories of the JFK assassination, but was surprised to learn that almost no one in the class was even alive for 9-11. Wow. That's 23 years ago. 
this coming September. Holy smokes. We have been writing essays every week based on prompts given by our instructor. I thought I would pass on some of the prompts for your interest and to see if you had any comments regarding these types of exercises, which I imagine you might have done as a student. All the best, George and Columbus. Well, first of all, writing prompt, I mean, it's a great thing because uh, much of my life has been spent uh, figuratively and sometimes literally racking my brain, uh, stroking my chin, tapping my temple with a pencil, trying to come up with something to write. Right, Would Rebecca? Writing life have been easier if every week you were just given a prompt? Yeah. Well, some weeks, I, many, many weeks I've been given a prompt and a writing assignment. But uh, here are George's. Where did you come from slash how did you arrive? How will you begin? Who is responsible for the suffering of your mother? What do you remember? <laughs> what do you, and, and this one I like. responsible for the suffering of your mother? Well, and, of uh, course, your father. Well, that's 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 Rebecca's two-word essay. Her writing prompt is longer than her essay. <laughs> Your father. Uh, and and finally, what do you remember about the Earth? What do you remember about the Earth? Yes, I mean, think about it. It's a Planet of the Apes, like um, uh, post-apocalyptic. What do you remember about the Earth? Oh. You're 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 now you're now uh, have taken a billionaire's rocket ship to another planet. Mm. And you're you're reminiscing, finally Great or otherwise, grandma, about it. What do you remember about the earth? I remember how how uh, your father caused the suffering of your mother. <laughs> George could write an essay composed entirely of writing prompts. Save up all the writing prompts for the year, like fridge poetry, and turn them into a single essay. I wonder if if it's hard um, or enjoyable or what it would be. The person coming up with the writing prompts. I'd imagine it would be fun to a degree, and then when you're kind of out of ideas, it becomes like another ass- yeah, Well, there, there are books of, of writing prompts, but, uh, I mean, how cool is that program at Ohio State, and and when can we start one here, or when can we move to Columbus, either Seriously, one, because yeah. I'd, I'd be all for that. I offers anything similar. And it, at his next uh, sort of, uh, I mean, I imagine George still gets together with professional colleagues in retirement and maybe at uh, eye conventions. Eye conventions. Eye conventions. Does he say that he is now uh, studying at the Ohio State University, like the guys do on Monday Night Football? Because, of course, they are the... The what? Buckeyes. Uh, I didn't even think of that. I know. I'm ashamed of myself I, I that I did. I wonder George has, has considered correcting their Buckeyes, the great <laughs> Karnak the Magnificent, the greatest Karnak of all time, one of the greatest Karnaks of all time, Buckeyes. What are even worse than buck teeth? <laughs> so, George, if you can correct the Buckeyes uh, while you're on campus, all the better. But I, uh, that's awesome that you're in, in creative nonfiction writing. And, and keep us posted on that, please, sincerely. Uh, and finally, in the, in, the, um, in, uh, in the final email, can't call it the cleanup spot, reserved forever for Dr. Gary Siegel, Bob writes... Uh, and the email is headed Doggerel for the Doctor 2.0. Dear Rebecca and Steve, it has been a while since my last viewer mail, and it took me a while to, re- to rework the previously submitted verse below. I would make submissions more often, but do you have any idea how hard it is to come up with new material each week? Parentheses, JK. <laughs> but seriously, Doggerel for the Doctor 2.0. And, and forgive me, I'm reading this for the first time, so if I, if I get the meter wrong, mm-hmm. you know, I'll try to clean it up as I go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Dr. Gary Siegel, with a name so regal, is a pillar of the podcast. Each viewer mail will say farewell and hail because headliners go on last. 
The doctor has me rapping about Max Verstappen. Even though we never did meet. From whence this affection? How do we make this connection? It's quite a sentimental feat. It's our shared fondness for Steve and Rebecca, who also do a hecka, the job on the Ball and Chain podcast. He got that in again. Sincerely, Bob to Bomb Diggity, Huntersville, North Carolina. Bob, I mean, I mean, mic drop. Completely. Completely. Thank you, Bob. He, he ends with Dr. Siegel. He ends with Hekka of Vajab, spelled V-U-H-J-O-B, mm-hmm. and uh, stuck the landing massively. So, Rebecca, before before you uh, mar this, before, let, let us stick the landing. I don't want you to uh, mar this with any borborygmi before we go. <laughs> So it's time to just uh, to say Tom Dick. Ho- oh no, Denny Gallagher. Thank, thank Denny Gallagher. You. And um, our thoughts, as always, with the Siegel family. Tom Dick Harry, play us out. Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. Road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in the cuckoo nest. Daily grind for sanity. To a daily test Androgynous and ambiguous What we give for a little rest Stay by day just to keep it sane Who's the ball and who's the chain It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane